I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. Denouement means the final act, the ending part, post-climax of a story, and that is where we find ourselves starting with today. That, with the hunter threat handled, or at least seemingly handled, that everyone has kind of dropped off their packages, the in the case of our wonderful coterie. And later on that evening, was anybody sticking around waiting there, or did the three of you split up? Uh, at the warehouse? Yeah. Know, Jimmy was just talking with... Uh... With Keith. Yeah, I was talking with Keith, and um, he if the, the, the prince was supposed to show up, but if she never did, then he would have just left. So would you and Missy have uh, have hung out for a while when Missy returns? I mean, if Missy wants to talk to Jimmy, maybe. No, Missy would return. Uh, she'd probably tell Jimmy, you know, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on at the house and couldn't really see where Art was, but that doesn't really mean much. And uh, I think we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens the next night. All right. As you look, Missy, uh, Keith is looking just a, just a touch woozy. You took a little bit of blood from him earlier, and he and Jimmy seem to have, I don't know, how many beers would you say you guys had sitting there? Well, we bought a six-pack, and I probably gave, I probably poured one on the dude, and another one, like half full, I gave to him. So probably like, Jimmy has two, and Keith had two. Okay. So not too many. No, and Keith is a big guy, but he's running a few points low at the moment. So. Yeah. No, she'll take note of uh, Keith looking a little woozy there, and she'll shoot Jimmy a dirty look, because I'm sure the beer cans are on the ground around Jimmy. I mean, it's a warehouse. You know, warehouse people do warehouse things. <laughs> As you guys are sitting there, uh, one of the prince's schools is going to come over and just casually wait to be acknowledged before he comes speak, um, saying that you know, the the prince is on her way with some some others. If you would like to stay and wait, or she has space for you first thing tomorrow night. Sorry, I took a little. I took a bit of a beating this night and could use a nap. What? Well, She'll put her hand up. We'll we'll meet with the prince tomorrow. Just tell us a time and a place, and that's fine. Kind of look at Jimmy like, stop talking. So you guys make your arrangements for the next night and begin to head off. To, uh, we'll see what you guys get up to in a second. Meanwhile, Coco, you and Winifred went to do some petty crime and just kind of like... Get into some painting, I believe you said. Yeah, some super amazing art. 
so to recap what I did was I I took Winifred with me to uh, we went to this road that a lot of the people pass on the way to to that stupid church and I painted this really colorful but also very shadowy mural uh, and it's Father Todd on a on the top of a hill but he's a demon and down the hill are the parishioners um, the back of the pack of parishioners are running in fear of a pack of wolves that are way too large to be natural which are coming out of the woods clearly to eat them but I feel like sitting there watching you uh, watching you do this awesome paint job and very clearly being able to pick out that Father Todd is a specific person. Um, Winifred's going to ask, like, so do you know him? Uh, yeah, from like the before time. He's a horrible, horrible, horrible person. Like the whole church basically is bad. Like, have you ever been around church ladies? Ugh, the worst. Yeah, there's... Um... My clan actually has a lot going on with the church in some places. It's kind of crazy. Like, who would have thought one of the best ways to control people was religion? I mean, like, is that what you think? That's what they did. That actually makes sense. They that yeah, like the church does control like their whole most of their lives. God bless them. Irony, because like you know, the, did you feel that? Tonight when that lady was spouting off all that church stuff? Yeah, it was pretty painful. Um, you could tell that like she believes all that bullshit. Right? So it's kind of crazy that you know, we've been doing stuff messing with like the, the church and stuff, and then there's people believe it so hard that it actually manifests like horror movie style. So, like, what do you do to, like, screw with the church people? Because I could use some new ideas. Oh, I don't. I don't. There's, like, some clan stuff that goes on occasionally with them. And, uh, well, you know, I just try not to make certain waves because uh, we're all monsters. You are not a monster. Stop. You're just, like, super cute. I mean, we drink blood, so, like, that's kind of... What, like, monstrous? Here's the thing, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I really didn't choose any of this. I'm just trying to, like, do the best I can. And, you know, like, some people say that eating, like, meat on Fridays is, like, a sin or whatever. So that can be considered monstrous. So live your best life. Don't worry about them. I mean, you know what? That is kind of bullshit nowadays in, in modern times, because they did change the rules on that, where if you're over a certain age, it's okay now for dietary restrictions, but, like, you can just get... You can just eat spaghetti and not eating meat that day. It's not a big deal. Oh, no, I need protein. I'll just have a peanut butter and jelly. <sighs> they can just change the rules? Are you, like God just like told them it was fine or some like meat packing industry mogul guy was like high in the church probably and was like, you know what? Let's just change the rules. He gets a, a little more animated and is like pointing at you like waving finger like, you know what I think, right? Is that 
one day the Pope was like, man, I really want a steak for dinner. And somebody was like, oh, no, he doesn't realize that he can't eat meat today. And he's like, I'm not a freaking Pope. He changes the fucking rules, like, right then. Because he's like, why else is he wearing that hat? I just start making, like, kind of upside-down crosses into the trees as I'm painting the trees. Yeah, it's all bullshit. They just do what they want. That's why I'm saying whatever is like right or wrong is like a moral compass. Okay. Just like try and be good to people like your people. While you guys are sitting here having your, uh, having your discussion and your painting, um, she will have pulled out a blood bag. You can see that there's a second one in her bag and she does look at you hesitant to offer it, but does offer it if you're hungry. Um, no, it's it's okay, thank you, though. Like, I'm not really that hungry, and honestly, like, I kind of like to eat drug addicts. Yeah, as long as you don't kill them, right? There's, like, a long pause for a minute, because I don't really know what she knows, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm totally working on that now okay like it's not gonna happen again again no don't tell me you killed a bunch of people no not a bunch just i mean like it was an accident and i got carried away and i'm gonna not i'm gonna i've never been known for my like restraints or discipline or whatever um therapists have told me like over and over that i have to work on that and i am i'm working on that so can you roll me composure plus subterfuge as she is trying to get a uh get a read on you in this situation with that with both of you rolling two successes on sussing out your lie and the degree of your lies because if memory serves it wasn't always an accident when coco murdered somebody i feel like sometimes it was very intentional but i'm working on it yeah whatever it goes to give you a hug when you talk about accidentally killing people did that happen to you too i'm so sorry i know it feels so bad I mean, like, good, but then, like, bad. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's something we all go through. And then it's it's on us to find ways of dealing with it. Um, I know that, like, you're, you're probably, like, a better person than me. Like, <laughs> I've known you for, like, a little while, but, like, you're just so smart. And, like, you seem like you had, like, a life together. I did not. I have struggled with like addiction issues all the time. And it's really, this is like basically just like another fix. And it's really starting to like stress me out sometimes just to know like when to get just the right amount, but not like too much. So we're going to, we're going to montage a little bit here as you guys talk and have a little heart to heart. Um, You'll find out that she was going to go be a lawyer. She was going to work in like public defender cases and uh, do that kind of stuff. Uh, tell you a little bit about her history, about how growing up she wasn't like she didn't have the best growing up thing. She will show you on her thigh 
old, old scars from where she was, uh, where she was cutting, so that like she didn't have a, a perfect growing up in an effort to uh, connect with you on a my life kind of sucked level. Um, is there any quick things that you want to ask about her that both of you being emotional and vulnerable with each other in this moment would would do? I want to know if she was given a choice in what she became. She was not. She was given, afterwards, she was given an exit opportunity, but that is equally as scary. I think when Coco hears that, um, she just gives her a really big hug and like a a tight strong one because it just sucks that you know you're not given any kind of choice in your life you i know coco feels like she kind of screwed off her living life and now this undead life she isn't even given opportunities to like did you want this no now you're just a scary dog person and you were a scary dog person. Or literally were a scary dog earlier. But, you know, that's it's a whole other set of issues for Coco to worry about. Uh, jumping away from you guys as you have heart to hearts, cold and unbeating as they may be. Uh, Missy, is there any conversation between you and Keith on the way home? Yeah, I think I would ask him to tell me what went down while I was gone. Was anything said, like, when they, you know, from those uh, hunters that we dropped off? Did anybody say anything? You know, stuff like that. Just a rundown. He'll give you the gist of the conversation with Jimmy that they were talking a little bit about some of the, the older days, that kind of stuff. He does not mention anything about... About the two ways out of this life for him, whether it is being turned or something going bad and him being killed. Um, that part of the conversation he keeps to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does tell you that there was some doctors that were working on making sure that they survived and restraining them. Um, that Naomi looked in a pretty bad shape having been shot a couple of times, but they were confident that she was stable and going to pull through. Um, I don't think anybody told them that she had been given a little Vitae. I remember Art saying something to Jimmy about, you know, this one's going to be mine, and then I don't remember that coming up again. Jimmy, feel free to let me know if you would have let them know that. Uh, No, probably not. Okay. Especially what with his stance on uh, ghouls and, you know, blood bonds and stuff. Okay. He does ask, well, first of all, are you letting him drive or are you driving? Uh, I'm driving. I'm letting him drive. Well, I know you are very hungry. Are you intending to stop anywhere to try and find something to eat? I always like to press my luck when it comes to that. Uh... How hungry am I? Let me look at You are three hungry. I can wait. Okay. We'll see how well you can wait in just a bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, 
you guys return home. And then, uh, if you don't have anything, I will see what Jimmy's doing on the way back home, and then we'll roll into the next night. Mm-hmm. Jimmy ain't got nothing. No, he got nothing. He's just driving home. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll do like a rouse check to recover the one aggravated damage. Well, like, good news. That's not how that works. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was. Is it only during? Aggravated damage is when you wake up for the night, and it is three rouse checks per aggravated three. damage. Oh, okay. So if you want to, you know, take the edge off, you are welcome to figure out a way to do that. Uh, no, I'll risk it. Cool. I heard a kitty. All right, then. As everybody goes back home, uh, Winifred going back home with Coco, uh, you can all restore your highest amount of composure or resolve to willpower damage. You can all roll me a rouse check to wake up. I can restore my willpower? Up to your... Total. Uh, Max. Your highest would be the resolve or composure. Uh, all right. Nope. Resolve. Boom. Uh, and then health. Is that if you for your aggravated damage, you are welcome to roll three rouse checks. Okay, and then my normal damage. Uh, you can roll, and just as you wish for superficial damage. Uh, it's one roll per. Or, sorry, it's really loud here. Um, for superficial damage, it's one rouse per superficial damage at your blood potency. For the aggravated, it's just three rouse rolls. And you don't have to heal the superficial right now. You can wait and heal them a little later. Or I'll do three for the aggravated. Oh, only one hunger. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. And so does that just go... So I now have two ticks, two full, and then... Yeah, that, that heals completely. Okay. Everybody awakens for the evening. Um, two of you know that you have a meeting in a little while. Uh, Coco, do you turn your tech back on the next day? or If I remember correctly, someone was supposed to be getting in touch with Jade to let me know when I was allowed to turn my phone back on. It was pretty serious business that I wasn't even allowed to touch it. Okay. Um, well, in that case, Missy and Jimmy, what are you guys up to as you wake up for the night hungry and, you know, busy? Um, well, we have the meeting with uh, the prince, so I have to get ready for that, but I will probably uh, go out and uh, feed. Uh, how, where do you want to go and feed? Um, the normal hangouts, the back alley, somewhere so in the downtown the area. Yeah, like a, an alley. But yeah, in the downtown area, uh, in one of the alleys, there's a homeless person. Sure. You want to roll me your usual hunting roll? What is my hunting roll? I keep... Hold on. I wrote it down. Resolve plus streetwise. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. No, that's what it says. You are welcome to 
spend more power to re-roll it to your failed dice there if you wish. So three successes then. Uh, you can find a bomb somewhere in your usual hunting grounds around the mall that is crawled and trying to get through the chilly part of the evening. Um, and you are able to take two pips of hunger from him if you wish. I wish. There. Now I'm composed. Feeling much better. Feel better. I go talk to the prince later. Won't get aggravated yeah. easily. This is good. Very important to not get aggravated with talking to the mm-hmm. prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, you wake up feeling better, feeling much hungrier. The uh, the mark on your hand from where that crucifix burns you is is mostly healed. You're not taking any actual uh, damage penalties from it, but you know you can still see the kind of like a burn scar that will eventually go away. Hmm, that's uh, annoying. Well, uh, it'll go away when you heal your three superficials, so. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jimmy has a meeting tonight, but before then, he has a more important meeting. Mm-hmm. He needs to go see Madame Thena. And do his usual card draw. Uh, she is not there. Memory serves. You, you told her to, to be careful because things are going around at the moment. Right. And she had some meetings with the Tremere. Um I feel like you would have her cell phone number though if you wanted to text her. Um or call her, but she's, you know, a a person of the modern age, so phone calls are terrifying. Uh I don't think Jimmy will. He's just going to out a bit that she's not back, but uh, understands that um, you know, he said to, to lay low. And uh, while Jimmy's pretty certain everything's dealt with, there is still potentially tech things that Jimmy doesn't know about. And he thinks it is best to not call her in case it can somehow be tracked by some other sect of the hunters in case they are around. He doesn't think they're there, but just to be safe. Until, uh, until Art says it's safe with tech. Jimmy, uh, doesn't think it's safe with tech. Uh, so you just get into your, your best for the evening. Make sure yourself presentable. Right, yeah, he's always presentable, but, uh, more presentable. Sure. Are you going to try and get something to eat? Uh, he should. But you have no. uh I do have two in my herd. Yeah, you have two points of herd, so if you want you can just go ahead and uh use that for the next week or yeah, you can make do. an actual roll. Not you'll just eat the herd. Nom nom nom. Yeah, that's yeah, he's going to feed on his herd and wait for the meeting with the prince. Fun bookkeeping stuff taken care of now. Um, Missy, do you contact Jade about this meeting tonight, or are we leaving Coco in the wind? No. uh, She will text everybody uh, and let them know about the meeting 
with well, actually, uh, you guys. Oh, don't you guys live in the same building? Yeah, we do. Yes, besties. You could just go knock on her door, like, why aren't you ready yet? Yeah, no, we can do that. No, I'll text everybody and just, you know, I'll res- I'll be texting, uh, Art and Jimmy and Cookie, probably not even remembering that she doesn't have her phone, and, um, I imagine getting no response from anyone. Correct. <laughs> so, yes, she'll probably on her way out for the evening have to go down uh, or go to the floor that Cookie's apartment's on and uh, knock on the door and see what's going on. God, I don't know what I'm going to walk into in this room. Well, let me ask Coco this. Coco, as you and Wynn get up for the evening, um, first of all, did you make her sleep on the floor again? No, we snuggled up. We did a sleepover in bed. Oh, adorable. Uh, cool. We can talk uh, off camera about what else may have been discussed. Maybe even just sit down and do a little recording, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so you guys have been up and getting ready for the night. Uh, she asks to use your shower again, unless you're going to shower after waking up. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the first thing that Coco does is get her shower because she feels like you just feel better when you start your day clean. And um, I actually asked Jade to, like, make some coffee just because I like to smell it. And, you know, we were talking and stuff last night. She's I don't think she's mad at me today. So... You know, like everything's kind of running smoothly. It's like a house full of ladies and we're just, you know, getting dressed and doing hair and chatting and kind of laughing. Do you think it's you or do you think it's Jade that answers the door when Missy knocks? Definitely Jade, not me. Cool. Uh, Missy, Jade opens the door. Is Keith with you or are you by yourself? Uh, no, uh, he is getting the car. Okay. Uh, in that case, when forgot her name, when Jade sees you, she will freeze up for a moment and uh, just kind of like bow her head in deference a little bit and pull the door open to allow you full entrance. Okay. Um, so just she's just walking in. Where's where's Coco? Definitely in my room doing some like makeup situation. Uh, so looking around, if I don't see her in my eyesight, it's just gonna start. Coco, let's go. Why don't Jade you answer would, your phone? Jade would have been able to point you to her room when uh, when you I'm asked. Not going to that room. Who knows what's gonna happen in there? I'll wait out here and just shout. That's fair. And. <laughs> On some level, Jade also finds that amusing. The door to the bedroom is open, uh, and I just kind of peek my head out, and you can see that there's, like, makeup on one eye and half a makeup on the other. Uh, Like, five minutes, please. And you know I'm not allowed to have my phone. Art said no phones until I was told phone. So that was hard, but five minutes. Uh, she's going to check her watch. You got three. We are going to meet the prince. So speed it up. 
you just hear like a Ugh, as I'm like trying to struggle <laughs> to go faster. Are you uh, also while, doing that? I was gonna say while waiting, kind of look at Jade and just kind of check her out, ask her, you know, how have you been since the last time I saw you? Which was in the hospital. Yeah, she was in the hospital. I'm probably trying to think how she's been, because it's been complicated. It's been complicated. Yeah. Uh, I think she says, I, I've been okay. Things are things are fine, for the most part. Uh, you see, like, a jacket fly across the open door, because now I'm clearly stressed and rushing to put on something nice, because we got to go meet the prince. <laughs> Uh, looking back at Jade, um, how is it being here? Would you prefer to have your own place? I, um, I don't know. Um, Coco's been my friend forever, so, like, living without her would feel kind of weird, especially with everything else that is, you know, stuff. Hmm. Not wanting to say forbidden words. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize you two lived together prior to her moving here. Uh, Coco, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't. But you guys basically were together all the time. Yeah, we basically just kind of stayed together as much as we could. But you didn't actually live together. No. This I mean, is I our guess... first apartment together, together. Hmm. I mean, I guess, like, technically, we didn't live together, but, like, we would crash at each other's places all the time. It was basically the same thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, just know that you can always have your own place if you need a place to go to. Art can help you find something that'll work out, and we can make, uh, make sure Coco provides for you. And at that, I kind of uh, stumble out of the bedroom, still zipping up one boot. Like, are these too much? Do you think these are cute, right? But like, they're not too much. How high do they go up? Uh, they're maybe knee height boots with like just a little heel. They, they're not too much, right? No. They're not. no, no, they'll be they'll be fine. We gotta go. Okay, Jade, have you seen my phone? And are we taking Winifred? Because I think she's probably like probably almost there. She doesn't really do a lot. Uh, I believe that she... First of all, I think that when you started doing makeup and stuff, she was very excited to also be doing makeup because uh, fancy this, not being able to see your reflection very well makes that kind of stuff very difficult. <laughs> so We just know, though. <laughs> um. So she will also come out of the bedroom with a. Uh, am I going with you guys, or? And then just kind of like leaves that hang in the air because you know sometimes persona non grata is a. Mincio mm. uh, uh, kind of just look at her and like shrug. Like if if you want to come, sure. If you don't want to, I can always make an excuse on why you didn't. It's up to you. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a bother, so I wouldn't want to push you.
put make you come up with an excuse. So I, I guess I better. And then she'll pop into the bedroom. You hear a zipping of a bag, and she will get a just a coat to throw over top of her outfit. Uh, are either of the two of you going to blush of life today, tonight? At I'm this not. point, I don't feel there's any reason I need to. So I'm going to go with Nair. No. Okay. Uh, seeing that the two of you have not, she will not. And then... Uh, yeah, no, she's just ready to go along with you guys. Um, she doesn't really have anything to, to truly bring with herself. So, small bag, and she'll run to the kitchen to grab her last blood bag out of the uh, the cooler that's in there. And poking ahead around the corner, we'll be like, do you mind if I have something to drink in the car? No, that's fine. Missy's okay. going to pull her phone out and text Keith, let her know, let him know that uh, they'll be joining us uh, and to have the car at the front, not down in the garage. And we're on our way. The four squad of you begin to head off to your meeting tonight. Um, I'm going to assume that Jimmy arrives first, unless you think Jimmy is running late. Um, uh, sure, he can go get there first. Only because I assume that uh, Missy, Coco, Winifred, and Keith will will take a little bit later because. Well, they're already three minutes behind what uh, they're already three minutes behind what Missy would have liked to have left as. And you think it takes Jimmy less time to do his hair than the ladies? So I think it's the fact that Jimmy already had his herd there to take care of his feeding. Oh, uh, okay. That he wanted it, that uh, Missy had to go out and get something to eat. You know, she had to drive somewhere get hungry, get fed, and then, you know, everybody else getting ready. So Jimmy had plenty of time to get his hair, especially if he was skipping getting his uh, tarot reading. That's true. That's true. I feel like he may have been pretty prepared in that regard. But, you know. Um, cool. Where did you guys set up this meeting at? Where would you like to have it at? Could be Elysium, could be Elysium. some other location. Elysium. Cool. I'd rather go there. Awesome. Arriving at Elysium, Jimmy, there's a fair few kindred here just kind of floating around. As there is most nights, but tonight seems like there is more than average. As if news of something that has been happening has been able to be all right. Well, I guess Jimmy might be a bearer of good news. Could, excuse me, could be. It isn't long before a Mr. Cavallero, an Iago Cavallero, one of the people that worked in Carol's, not quite employee, but in her same realm of balancing political power and keeping track of boons and that kind of stuff. Um, he finds you. He is, like, late 30s is what he looks like. Uh, he has a strict business approach. Uh, Spanish 
tall, broad, coarse, thick black hair, a little bit of gray. Uh, but he does saddle his way up next to you and, you know, gives you a handshake, almost congratulating you on things that have happened. Ah, oh, yeah, thanks. It's uh, It's been a while. Uh, most of this... Uh, oh, congratulates me on things that have happened as in becoming Baron or with the events of last night? In regards mostly to the events of last night and feel like, like he's not really somebody that you have interacted with on camera, so I don't imagine you interacted with him much off camera, but would probably... Um, but would probably also include the barony stuff. All right. Uh, hey, yeah, it's it's been a while. Thanks. Um, although uh, I've say most of uh, the uh, the the hard work was uh, done by Art, the uh, the planning and whatnot. It, that takes them back a little bit because here we have a kindred that is giving credit to somebody else. Uh, Surely he he did all of these things under under your orders or your guidance, right? You are the Baron that he reports to. Oh yeah, sure. I I gave him the orders, but just because I can bark loud doesn't mean I know what I'm doing half the time. Hmm. But yeah, he he's good at implementing what I want done. Yes, and uh, I like to uh, make sure the people who do a good job get properly rewarded, and known that uh, they're the ones who know what they're doing you are truly an intriguing man Baron Jim or sorry uh, Baron Jimmy not many of us would give up so much credit so easily yeah I, I helped as much as I could but uh, yeah without art I don't think it would have went off as smoothly because there were what three kindred who they took there were two kindred confirmed that they took and then there were two hunters that didn't make it for various reasons uh elizabeth was also hurt pretty severely in the process but you had long since dove out the window by that point um, i'm sure jimmy would have heard if uh one of them didn't make it out like if elizabeth didn't make it out yeah like that Everybody that you knew of really kind of made it back to the thing, with the exception of Raven and the two uh, captured vampires. But Art was taking care of that, so that's probably fine. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, how well it went off is a large part to Art's good planning. Interesting. Uh, so we have a meeting with the Prince this evening, and there will be discussion of boons and what happens going forward and all of that good stuff. Uh, I will, of course, be present as I... Well, I wanted to tell you first, but I am taking over for uh, your departed sire, Carol's uh, previous appointing appointment in court. Oh, I see. Well, uh, good luck. <laughs> it's a... Uh... The, the little bit of work I've seen you do, it's uh, it's well-deserved. I appreciate that. It's I owe it in some small part to, to the things that Carol showed me throughout our time together prior to her untimely passing. Right. 
Shame about that, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it is a shame that uh, we've we lost one, but uh, it's uh, great to not be bound to her. I see. I see. I, well, who am I to talk on your personal situations? Right. No, it's just a... Uh, it's mixed feelings of her being gone. If you understand when uh, someone was uh, bloodbound to someone, anyway, yeah, it's a uh, that's a little much. Sorry. By all means, it's it's no there's no great burden for me to to worry about. Meanwhile, the four of you arrive at the at Elysium. Um, Unless there's anything you guys want to talk about before coming down into Elysium proper. Doesn't have to be. I don't have anything to discuss with them in the ride, uh, during the ride over. Cool. There is a small slurping sound as Winifred is finishing off her, uh, her blood bag and then tucks that away in her purse to be disposed of later. But... You guys all come down into Elysium. There is a large gathering of people here, as if there is some big news, but it's not one of the big official Elysium nights. Uh, is there anything you guys want to get into or just string? I am sure that Coco was told to be on her best behavior, probably with some like shooting glances from Missy. Um, so gonna be good. Oh, easy enough to do. Because you're gonna be good, of course. Jimmy, as you're having your conversation here with Iago, uh, at a point he will motion and be like, ah, it seems the, the rest of the heroes of the night are beginning to arrive. Ah, oh, wicked. All right. I'll, uh, we'll be, uh, because it's almost time for the meeting, too. Yes, we, uh, we will probably be very busy this evening. Uh, I believe that the sheriff and his child have already arrived, so we don't need to worry about waiting on them. They're likely very busy and very in conversation already. So, let's collect the rest of your coterie, and we shall head off to meet them. Right on. Jimmy and Mr. Caviar Iago, the uh, uh, Coco, you would probably know a little bit about him because he was in charge of the small uh, we'll, we'll say ghoul school where Jade got a little bit of education on what it means to be uh, Part of the Camarilla in her uh, in her station, so he's uh, he's here, and he is going to take the five of you off to meet with the prince. If nobody has anything to to ask him beforehand, I will assume not because you guys haven't had any questions and other stuff previously. Nope. Cool. As you guys are led deep into the Ballast Elysium, he does make some small talk, saying things that it's 
appears that the the small group of you have been very very busy and very effective recently. Quite impressive. Especially for the younger ones. I just beam big smile and just kind of like look at Jimmy when he says that I'm impressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, is Summer here? I can't, I don't know if you mentioned that. You haven't seen her? She hasn't been specifically mentioned, but she will probably be here. May even be already with the prince. Uh, oh yeah, we wanted to make sure that, um, the younger kindred, uh, knew the threats of, uh, hunters. So, we wanted to make sure they had some experience. Seems to have worked out very well for all parties concerned. Maybe not the hunters, but, uh, yeah. Well, they were the ones making unintelligent decisions to begin with. Good point. You're taking to not the, uh, you're taking to a different meeting area than previous meetings with the prince. This room is a bit more open. There's a larger table fits more people. Inside will be the prince. One of her ghouls is to the back operating as personal security. You know, just in case. Sometimes you can't be too 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 safe in these times. Uh, the sheriff, Raven, Summer, Stephen Cohen, Iago, Keith takes up his position towards the back somewhere. And there's just a a table for you all to be sat at if you wanted to be to sit. The prince is currently seated at the head of said table. The sheriff standing off to the side. Raven is her boots up on the table, just like not giving a fuck. Um, she looks very pleased with herself. Well, Jimmy will nod to those that are there already and uh, go take a seat. Following Jimmy, Coco will curtsy to the prince and just take a seat next to Jimmy. Iago moves to the right hand of the prince. Monsieur remains standing. Sheriff uh, takes a seat to the left of the prince, and to his left is Raven. Uh, Summer and Stephen will file in towards the foot of the table. And then uh, that leaves Missy and Keith standing with the prince's ghoul, if I'm um, keeping my head count right. I thought Jimmy said he'd be taking a seat. Yeah. No. Okay. I thought Missy did not take a seat yet. She didn't. I thought you said Jimmy was standing with Missy. I'm sorry. I might have heard. Maybe you meant when. Winifred? Oh, I, I, I did I forget know. Winifred was here, but you know okay. that's what happens when. <laughs> uh, when will take a seat when you take a seat or kind of like aiming to be the last person but you know isn't going to push things if it gets awkward no she'll remain standing she's wants to stand okay uh, looking around the room the prince is going to just more or less like take stock of how everybody is feeling, let it sit in the air for a minute, and then um, 
Uh, and then she's just gonna open the floor by saying that it appears that there has been a a rather fortuitous series of events that has landed most of the city in your debt, gesturing broadly to the assembled young kindred here. For some of you, for a second time in a, in a handful of months. Jimmy takes a minute to remember that, uh, yeah, they dealt with some Sabbat recently. Yeah. It's a little bit of but you guys managed to clean most of that up with minimal impact on the city. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I do have to say a large part of the planning and the effort was done by Art, who doesn't seem to be here right now. Um, unless you're hiding, Art? Raven will chime in. I haven't seen him, but when I saw him last night, he was working on finishing some cleanup. Uh, he'll probably show up eventually or text somebody or something. I don't know. But we, we talked a little bit before I came back with everybody. All right. Well, um, yes, he's the one who came up with uh, the majority of the plan. And uh, it was, I guess, everyone else here who uh, did the execution of the plan. But uh, I have to say most of the credit would go to Art for the impeccable planning. Iago takes that moment to reach into his suit pocket, and he pulls out a small journal bound in leather, nice dark leather. Um, Missy, can you roll me resolve plus all specs? Just as like a, a passive thing. And let me know how many successes you get. Three. Okay. You will notice as he pulls out this book and he puts it down that there is some arcane protections going on with it. Uh, it has been warded in some way because you can see somewhat translucent, transparent runes that are inked into its surface and on the back of it, presumably in blood, but the blood has long since been uh, cleaned up. He pulls a, a fancy pen out outside of it and begins to open the book. And it says, um, this is as good a time as any as there hasn't been a official announcement, but... I will be taking over as Harpy in the city. I will be managing the tracking of boons and favors owed and marks of prestige presentation for members of the court. And he starts to do a little writing in the book. Um, as you all know, and then he looks to Coco, then to Summer, who is of equal age, that there are numerous levels of boon that our society recognizes and well saving a kindred from what is assuredly certain death is amongst the highest of those boons he starts to write a little bit more uh from what you told me baron jimmy it seems that art would be the one that would be owed life boons from candace and ajax then and he pauses before writing a a name somewhere in this line of tallying of these boons? I would say yes. Um, that sounds appropriate. 
He did most of the work. I, unless someone here specifically rescued them. Uh, I know I didn't, and I didn't see anyone rescue them. Raven, I wouldn't say twitches. It's not quite the right word, but she does take her feet off the table and uh, straighten up. Well, uh, technically, I was the one that brought them back. You know, if you want to make the argument that it was all Art's idea, that's also fine, I guess. Um, uh, hmm. I see. No, I, I, I get that. Um, I have to say, Art did a lot of the... Well, you and Art together did a lot of the pre-work, I suppose. She nods like, yeah, of course, obviously. Hmm. I... I don't know who would have done more work. I mean, hmm, this is a tough one. You are welcome to roll politics, etiquette, or something along those lines, if you wish. Plus what? Intelligence? If you're trying to remember stuff, trying to sway somebody one way or another. All right, so I think politics plus... Yeah, I think I'll go politics plus charisma, and I'll make a suggestion. Ugh. Oh, that I need to re three re-roll on that. <laughs> okay, three successes. Um, I guess we we could s split uh, the the major boon into minor ones or something, couldn't we? Or well, what Iago was talking about is life boons, which is like you. <laughs> like a Wookiee life debt. Like that you are owed a uh, such a significant degree that more or less the person who holds the life boon could ask you for almost anything and you're kind of entitled to do it because you would round if not for their actions uh, at least until a point in time where you could make a uh, where you could make an argument that they are either abusing or you have done something that is equivalent to them saving your life. All right. Um, you could argue for both of them to get life boons over the kindred in, in question. So, if they, yeah, they could get life, each get life boon. Uh, they could each get life boons, I suppose, but I don't know if that's too fitting. I mean, but we all did a part, right? I would say, yes, you, Raven, and Art did um, the vast majority of the initial legwork to get everything working wonderfully so that everything went smoothly, or as smoothly as it did. Um, but would it make more sense for each of us to instead get different, a different, a smaller boon? And not a life boon. I, I don't. Know, I want to find what what do people want. I'm. I have. Raven will be like, well, you just put us both down for life boons, and when they're awake, we'll work out the details and see if they can't be paid off. Uh, Jimmy takes a look at uh, Iago and like, I, is that a normal thing to do? 
so long as the holders of the boons don't, you know, set them against each other. You wouldn't do that. And Raven just kind of like, no, of course not. But, you know, I'm sure that the two of them can work together amicably and uh, have resolved in some way. All right. If uh, and then Jimmy looks around at everyone else, if everyone's fine with that. Oh, don't worry. There will be more boons coming because you all, as you said, participated. Right. With that, he writes in for Raven and both have a life boon over uh, Candace and Ajax, which I'm sure when they wake up from their torpor will be very excited about the prospect of that. He continues to write in his book. Now, looking around the room, I feel like what would probably be fair is two major boons for each of the elder kindred involved, and then one for each of the younger, for each of the that you have helped save. He seems very his proposition here. Um, sir, that's boons from who? From the two that were saved. So that um, Candace and Ajax would owe, in his eyes, even Missy and Jimmy, two majors, and then Summer, Coco, and Winifred would each get uh, a major from each of them. <laughs> I mean, they'll have to. They'll be owing. Uh, they'll be owing a lot. They could have been dead. They could have. And you will have. Eternity on which to choose when to complete these uh, boons when they may have something for you. All right. Well, I guess we'll be discussing that with them when they wake up. Coco or Missy, do you guys have anything that you want to contribute? Out of character, I'm just trying to add up all these boons that they're going to owe people and think, oh. What if they die before they pay everybody back? I mean, uh, he says he... eternity, but things happen, right? I mean, they almost just ended up dead now. Yeah, well, I guess you better think about stuff you want from. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, if this is what he says is how they're, it's going to go down in the books, then uh, Missy won't argue with it. She's just trying to think about it, though. Like, um. These people are not going to be able to pay all those boons. But, okay. Okay, you got any, uh, any things? As the discussion went on, at times, Coco looked confused. And then maybe, like, she was understanding. There were times she might have opened her mouth a little bit, but then quickly shut it because she's supposed to be being good. And I think I'm just relying on Jimmy's expertise, because I have no idea really what they're talking about. Uh, you have some idea of what boons are, though, as a as a player, correct? Oh, yeah, I know. And I think that um, Coco does have some idea, but 
not really the weight of what uh, this means for those um, current sleepy vampires, I guess. So, well, you have uh, you have thoughts on politics if you wish to make a roll. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna like <laughs> let the adults in the room handle business. Yeah, I go spend some writing these things down in his book as everybody is rewarded for their deed. Uh, the sheriff does at some point through indebting of his clanmate Ajax, uh, his arms and is looking very kind of displeased as his guy gets raked over the coals, but there's nothing he can really say about it in any kind of um, looking around the room doing what Coco is doing and is being very quiet and letting things happen and not trying to draw attention to herself. Summer is attempting to remain posed and political next to her side. It's like, yes, you did good. These are your just... And yes, I am not going to any praise, at least not in public, because that would just be against decorum. As Iago is continuing to write, the prince will speak up. There will, of course, be a small favor from the city as things continue to unravel, and we find more information from the hunters themselves be taken care of, interrogated, and uh, disappeared as is appropriate for main to masquerade. First, we must, of course... First, we must discover how deep this breach goes. I feel Art would have known what the hacker would have known. I'm sure being a good citizen in the domain, he would let you know, and then you would let us know. Of course. Raven rolls her eyes a little bit, but doesn't, uh, doesn't say anything. Is there anything that the city can do for you in the immediacy that you need done? Um, I would like Nick back. Mm. Okay. The prince looks over to the sheriff, who is, when your eye is drawn to him, is mean-mugging you. And then he looks to Raven with a head nod, who uh, provided you on a tablet of you murdering a ghoul in a supernaturally adjacent way on camera with star wipes. And then kind of leaves that there. And he looks at you and it's just like, that looks like a big problem that you caused. Yes, and I'll be sure not to do it again. The sheriff does not seem to give you your man back. It's just, you know, like that. Uh, if there are roles you wish to make in this situation, I am happy to have them. Um, you seemed a little upset about um, the boons that Ajax has to pay. I'm willing to <clears throat> give up my two major boons in exchange. That's the offer you're making? Uh, 
yeah, on top of whatever else I would get from the uh, doing this one good deed. Give me... Oh, give me some kind of roll here, because, like, very generous, and uh, curious to see how to take it, because, you know, he's a... Uh... Uh, so charisma plus politics, or... We could do politics persuasion? if you wanted to uh, be a little bit more, not like a jerk about it, but, you know, intimidation to make him lose a little of everybody else. Um, no, he's just trying to make a deal, so I think persuasion and charisma. Sure. All right, another willpower on that. All right, four hits. With only two breathing people in the room, it begins very quiet when this offer is made. And, uh, does anybody have anything to contribute to this before I resolve that role? Mm-mm. Vampires don't blush or really show embarrassment in the way that humans do, but with the profound offer that Jimmy has made, the sheriff has no political recourse except to back down. He makes up in Raven's direction. She'll reach forward, pick up her tablet with the vi- delete said video, and she says, What he means is that he accepts and will. Get uh, to get your man back. Thank you. She just gives you like a and uh, puts her equipment away. The prince turns to everyone else in the room. Uh, Summer will speak up with a. There is nothing more that the city can do for me at this. Point. I just I live to, or um, I continue to serve. She just goes back to being quiet. Winfred will say that there's uh, there's nothing at this time, but perhaps a night's coming. And she just gives a little bow of her head and uh, looks the next way around the table to see if there's anything that anybody took or missed or anything you want to ask of the prince in this moment. You do not have to. No, I just think her uh, for her time and for the one boon. And I'm good. Same. Just uh, thank you. And, you know, another deferred bowed head. Prince gives small head nods back to everybody. And then says, very well, there's nothing else that the city can do for you. I bid you all to enjoy the night. Elysium is open to you. And hopefully we will more of these in the future. Her cool begins to open the door to leave. The sheriff leaves after that. Yeah, I'm heading out. Jimmy grins that he uh, made the sheriff upset. Mm. <laughs> and then leaves. This is worse, right? Certainly. Uh, cool. Missy, in leaving summer, or do you take Coco and Winifred with you, or do you leave them there? Coco, do you go with? Yeah, Coco's following because that's my ride. Let me see, I'll stop, turn around. You can get a ride back with Jimmy, right? 
but I <laughs> thought we were going to hang out. It's like girls' night. We have a driver. Every night is girls' night to you, but sure. Let's go. Yay. All right. And then you can explain to me what all that was about. What it usually is. Jimmy pressing his luck. <laughs> uh, Raven, Summer, Stephen, Winifred uh, all begin to leave. Jimmy, uh, I get the feeling that this is a situation where everybody else leaves, but Jimmy bats in his moment in this chair in this office room. I guess Jimmy will take a moment, bask in making um, the sheriff upset, and then uh, we'll be one of the last to leave. Uh, Raven is probably also one of the last to leave, and just kind of like, I'll call you. I let Donnie know what's going on. He's going to be pissed, though. Yeah. Yeah. Puts up a fist bump. He fist bumps back with like a weird, like not sure how to do it. Because high fives are more normal. Team Girls Night. Do you invite Raven or Summer to whatever celebration is going to happen, guys? Just go off the four of you. Or do you tell when to get lost? I do not tell Winifred to get lost because I'm starting to enjoy her company. So she can come hang out with me as much as she wants. No. Missy, do you intend to enjoy the company of these other two for the night? Or do you have other places you want to be? I don't think I have anything else I have to be at. So apparently apparently at some point told Coco I would hang out. So. I will, I guess. Or Coco just made it up. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. But I don't really remember. <laughs> As you guys are walking, uh, Raven will come up beside Missy. She's on her phone texting. Uh, she's like, so, party? Where? I mean, you guys got a club, so... And then she'll look up the Coco. Yeah, we're both now looking at Coco. Well, VIP room. Okay, I'll text the club and let them know we're on our way and to set everything up for us. This is awesome. This is going to be so great. And then later, like, maybe we can have a sleepover at my house or something. I'll text Jade and tell her to get the house together. Yay! Why don't you text Jade and have her meet us? I mean, yeah, but she's going to get, like, the house cleaned up so that we can have, like, girls' night there, like, later and stuff. We have to start at the club. Okay, and she's got to put on something cute and meet us. And I should probably have her bring me that, like, cute little top so I can change out of this. I'm so excited. I'm going to grab Coco's uh, arm and kind of pull her away from everybody else and have a hushed conversation. Sure. What are you doing? Uh, like, making a group. Did you just want it to be us? I'm sorry. No. I want to know why you're treating Jade, your supposed best friend, like she's your servant or maid. She's been at the house all day. She can, like, straighten up a little bit. Yeah. I thought this was, like, your best friend that you just couldn't live without. And now it's, like, you just need her to do all the, you know, shit work that you don't want to do. 
Maybe I should ask Art for a maid. Maybe you should start doing stuff for yourself. Ew. Like an adult. Which I don't think I should be the one to have to tell you that. I know it's kind of funny coming from you, though. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, my God. Can we just just text her? Tell her to bring whatever top you want. Tell her to come down and have fun and enjoy the time you have with your friend. It's not like we all expect to walk into, a, you know, a clean house when we get to your place. I mean, it's pretty clean, but okay. Like, it's she doesn't expect her to, like, scrub the floor or anything. Just, like, shush stuff off of, like, the counters and stuff. But, yes, I, I understand, and I'm sorry. And she's going to have just as much fun tonight with us as we're going to have with us. Like, we're going to have a blast together. Did you have any other girlfriends you wanted to bring? She looks confused. I have Keith and Calvin, but unless he's working there tonight. Okay, so it'll then just, like, be us. And I'm texting Jade right now. Party at the club. Can you bring my cute top, please? Mm -mm. XOXO. All right, let's let's go. While you guys are having this conversation off to the side privately, uh, you will notice Stephen and Summer walking by. I'm not inviting Stephen and Summer, but if Coco wishes to. I'm already on like a short enough leash. I'm not getting in any more trouble right now. Being good. So not inviting Summer, got it. Just, you know, figuring out who's included in Girls' Night. Isn't Summer the one that she put her home, her ankle bracelet on and left, like, basically what, a prisoner in the mall? Was going to, mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. Carol then died, Art then released when he found her in the Forever 21. Uh mm was then picked up by the Camarilla and as a reward for helping get everybody cleaned up after the Carol incident was embraced at Elysium in public. Yeah. Yeah. But we have already moved past that. We had like our own little girls night and became super friends again. So like, it's fine. And that's so fine. You're not inviting her to this girls' night, then. She was also the getaway driver. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how many people can fit in the car. Like, maybe we'll text her oh later God, or they something. Can drive another car. They don't have to ride with us. Girls' <laughs> night meets girls together. Kate's gonna be there. It's out of my control. Yes. So the, the two of them continue walking down way as, uh, I don't know, Jimmy, are you walking with them? Are you part of this conversation in orbit or are you, where have you uh, gone after leaving the little office room? Uh, Jimmy's going to stay at Elysium and get all of the hero worship. Mm, it feels good. It does. I mean, he's going to keep reminding people that art did a lot. Art's great. 
He might be ugly, but he's smart. I mean, those are those are factual statements. Um, cool. There is a a lot of like handshakes, good jobs. There is not quite hero worship, but definitely praise and adoration from your peers. That's good enough. As as he's... a great poet once said, "Damn, it feels good to be a gangster." He wants to have the society in general have his face associated to saving like he wants the identity of Jimmy being associated with stopping the kindred right so he wants to do all that socializing so that they remember him and sure he's just being the proper you know manager or whatever and saying oh this guy did a good job but really it's him who did it if not for Jimmy then nothing would have happened Yes, that's kind of what he's trying to push, but do it. Yeah. Cool. Jimmy being the center of attention that he always should have been as a rose in the middle of Elysium. It's exactly. it's going to take all night to get through all of these people, I'm sure. Yes, unless he gets a call from Raven about Nick, then he's dealing with that right away. Uh, cool. So as we leave Jimmy and Elysium basking in duration and Missy, Oko, Winifred, and Raven, well, and Keith, but heading to a, a heading to a girls' night at the vault, and Summer and Stephen Cohen heading off into the night somewhere. Uh, I feel like that will bring this recording to a close. It is March 1st, 2023. My, where has the time gone? It's funny how you always have to cough after you hit the record button and not beforehand. Kills me every time. Uh, the two of you make arrangements, and I check because I vaguely remember Jimmy having a bunch of... Oh, God, he got his ass beat. Yup. Cool. And I didn't manage to... I didn't really manage to almost kill Missy. That's disappointing. She is hangry, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you want to give me that art roll? Let me know where you're going and uh, just talk to me about your art and where you guys are. Yeah, but I think we already rolled for art a while ago because I have a whole description here of what we had did. I'm scrolling back to look. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of art rolls because he got up to some bullshit. Yes, so... Oh, uh, I, I think I see... see it? Yeah, I see a critical... Three, uh, five success craft roll. And do you guys hear background noise coming from me, or is that just me? I've heard background noise. I've heard background noise from somewhere, but I don't know what it was. Like dogs barking or something. That was probably Violet. She's upstairs, like yelling, right now. Because I can hear the music going on in the. She's taking a bath or a shower or something. Has her speaker going. And I just, 
I can hear it. I didn't know if the microphone was picking it up. I didn't hear anything. And I think uh, the no uh, no or the the few casualties, the, the very few casualties we had are sorry. The very f the Jimmy's better at words than I am. Give me a sec. <laughs> the uh, the lack of casualties or the the f ugh. You have thoughts on politics if you wish to make a role. We're pretty much giving them the uh, American healthcare treatment. Ouch. Congratulations, no. <laughs> but you're screwed for the future. Listen, Tom. Uh, I feel like that will bring this recording to a close. Does anybody has any parting words? Jimmy finally didn't screw up. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, technically, he did kill a guy that's not supposed to be to be killed, but, you know, he's not the only person that killed a guy that wasn't supposed to be killed, so it's fine. Or, you know, would have been preferred if didn't get killed. But hey, he everything's coming up, Jimmy. Perhaps most importantly, he got to make the, the sheriff look like an asshole, and he got his guy back. Yeah. I told my uh, my guys that I'd get Nick back, and look at that, I got Nick back. Cool. Uh, let me get rid of the boys. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.